0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Cronus is back, and I'm here with...
1: Papa Bear. And this week, we're going to have a quick discussion about the Olympics in general. And we had kind of a conversation offline about it, and I thought it might be something worth making a whole episode of.
0: Hey, it's me, Rasan. I don't know, man. Huge hole in my, you know, yeah, <laughs> understanding. My fellow Americans. <laughs>
1: Papa Bear, as
0: long as you're, whatever you're doing. Doesn't hurt anyone
2: else. I don't
1: care. Different perspective of what an interesting topic is than I would assume.
2: This is Ballast uh, Exchange.
1: But first, I guess, uh, what you drinking?
0: I am drinking because today is uh, National IPA Day, which is an Indian Pale Ale Day. So I'm drinking uh, Super Cluster by Lagernitas. And it's a, it's a pretty good IPA that, you know, it's, it's very drinkable, even though it's 8%. But, you know, for me, it's drinkable because <laughs> I drink really strong beers. So, yeah. What do you got, man? Uh,
1: so yeah, not doing an IPA because yeah. I can't do that right now. So I'm still sticking to my keto, trying to really hit it pretty heavy. I know that it's gonna stop my keto ketone generation because the alcohol is gonna stop it, but yeah. I'll try to I'll try to t- do a, a two BHB dose day tomorrow and try to get me right back into it. Uh, but I'm gonna start with the black cherry lemonade from mm-hmm. Truly.
0: I drank at Truly's yesterday. No,
1: that's sad. Yeah. I showed you showed you the giant box that I got from Costco. Right, it's like oh, so many.
0: That's what I get like so all, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm have a problem. Yeah, they they are so good though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incoming.
3: In the dishwasher. I mean, in the
0: washing machine. Oh, nice. <laughs> are they
1: Lego? No, it's my headphones.
0: Oh, hope they're waterproof. We'll see how waterproof <laughs> they really are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they're uh, like they're the Bose um, Free, I think. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, so like I've had to go through quite a few of the the like sport headphones because I sweat a lot Me when too. I'm PTing and and these are the first that have lasted more than like maybe a month or two. So
0: I don't know. Maybe they
1: made it through that. <laughs>
0: Hopefully, yeah. I well, I, yeah. what do I have? Well, I, I have a, a couple of sets of Jabra Active Elites, and they last for a long time. But I shower with them, and so, um, they last for like maybe six months. So, but I, they're under war- one. They're under warranty. I need to send them back so they can send me a replacement. Um, mm. but yeah, and right now I'm using like a cheapy mono price pair in the shower because I'm like, these break, I really don't give a fuck because they're like twenty bucks. So,
1: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I just use um, sort like a echo flex. And then I just Bluetooth connect like one of those waterproof speakers and put
3: that in the showers.
0: Well, I do that too, but, um, K Mike doesn't like me. Well, she doesn't like listening to the books that I'm listening to when I'm in the shower when she's in bed. So I put the headphones in. So, all right. What are you reading?
1: Uh, so right now I am reading the new Jim Crow.
0: That's what I thought you were reading. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, based on, just based on the other conversation we were having, uh, during the, like the pre-show, um, yeah, author is I'm trying to think of the
0: name. Something Alexander.
1: Michelle Michelle Alexander. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so, yep, yeah, got that going right now, and that's gonna, I think, probably help make me feel more prepared to have that conversation for probably our next episode. I think I'll be done by it. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a really good book, and it's like one of those things. Like, there's a lot of issues in that book that they tackle, and facts that I was unaware of r- before reading the book. I was just like, damn.
1: Well, and there's there's a few, like, mostly I'm picking up what you spun down. There's a couple of moments I've been like, well, if you said this earlier, and then you're saying this other argument now, those two can't both work. So, I mean, I get that sometimes that's the way logic works, but, um, and it could be different for different locations and areas and scenarios. I was like, but if you're making that the rule that you're basing some parts of your book on, like, yeah, it's, it's going to be a hard thing to keep up with. So, yeah. there's a couple moments like that, but it's not terrible as far as the logical
0: stuff that goes along with it cool i'm glad you're reading it um my my book is not heavy at all it's i'm reading it <laughs> it's it's nolan by uh michael j sullivan i think it just came out on audible uh he it's the what is it it's the rise and fall series book one and he's the same author that did the right revelation and i read book one of that and i read some other books and then i picked up this book but i need to go back and like finish that series after I finish this one, but I didn't know that when he writes his series, like he writes them all at once and then he drops them uh, a year after year after year. So Hmm. if he needs to go back and like, you know, you know, I guess change things over a year, he'll do that. But the whole story is already done. So you don't have to wait like 10 years, you know, Uh, that's that's pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Interesting. When you said Nolan, I don't know this story series or the author, but like the first thing that came to mind was like, it's a sports book on Nolan Ryan. Like that was the first thing that came out. I was like, that doesn't seem like it'd be in your wheelhouse.
0: Well, it's spelled N-O N O L Y N. I used to be a sports guy, but just not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So I guess this is where the disclaimer comes in. <laughs>
2: So at this point in watching our videos, you may or may not know that I am an active duty United States Marine. And I've been doing this for 20 plus years, so I know that um, it's really important for me to make sure to get this out there. If it's your first time watching this, please stick around and make sure you understand the disclaimer. If you've watched a whole lot of our episodes so far, feel free to go ahead and jump ahead to the new content. Um, So what I need to talk about today is that I am not authorized and have no way of being approved to speak on behalf of the Marine Corps. So any opinion that I give or any concept that I discuss today is the position and the opinion of just me, myself, just a man who has a bachelor's degree in political science and a master's degree in leadership and organizational management and has spent my whole life looking at government structures and social contracts and how these things are supposed to work, what the philosophies and things behind them are, and read a lot of books on that kind of stuff. And it's definitely one of my personal and key passions. And so when you hear me maybe give a position or a concept on something that is only my own position. I am not a public affairs officer for the Marine Corps. I am in no way giving what the Marine Corps' official position on anything would be. And honestly, a lot of the topics we're gonna cover here, I'm pretty sure the Marine Corps doesn't have a particular position on. Um, so if you do have any questions about what the Marine Corps' policy on certain things could be, you can definitely research that and find those out um, or leave a comment or send us a message. Uh, if you can get a hold of us somehow, we can maybe be able to answer those questions for you. So, with that said, let's get you back to this week's content. And we're indeed, back. yeah.
0: So, since we're sort of talking about sports, but not really, now we'll talk about yeah. sports, but for real,
1: <laughs> really, really, yeah. So, the first thing that, um, like, we talked about, even just watching them, right? So, I have not watched anything for the Olympics, not at all. Like, I have not been um, getting connected to it I haven't really it's weird like I usually do I I have not cared at all like it just has not been a thing that has been worth the limited amount of time I have to do to do anything other than like the stuff I'm already doing um so that was that's been a weird thing for me
0: yeah I'm definitely not watching it as as much as I like I usually watch like a lot you know but this year obviously there's you know the run is going on I got a young kid now you know i'm working and you know i can't really get out and, and do things and you know i just don't have time i guess to watch but i am watching some events so
1: yeah i haven't kept up with any and like i heard some people saying like there's not really many online ways like you have to be watching it on on television like through a regular tv channel
0: no, I mean, uh, well i've been watching a lot of like highlights on youtube of, like, the events, of, like, you know, who would, like, the the actual, you can watch the heats and the, the metal contenders mm-hmm. and all that stuff, like, online, that's what I've been doing. And also on my TV, which there's apps for it, which makes it super easy to, like, look up all your events.
1: Yeah, that's what I assumed. I was, like, I, I can't imagine there's not some kind of online way to, to watch some of the events, at least.
0: I, I've watched a whole bunch. I, I can't. On YouTube, they're all basically there. If you want to watch, yeah. like, if you want to watch, especially when it comes to, like, the final or, you know, for, for metal, those are definitely all online. You're probably not going to watch all the heats or anything like that online. But you probably could find it, but it'd be more kind of dif- more difficult to find. But you could find them.
1: Okay. Yeah, and then I guess so like the only thing that hit my like radar at all as far as reporting it to anybody, actually two things. Two things. One was that Sky Brown, I don't know if we talked about her once. So she's 12 years old, is from the from Great Britain, in, was in skateboarding and at 12 years old she got a bronze medal mm-hmm. so like the youngest the youngest medalist for Great Britain ever and of course I like immediately told Addison as soon as that popped into myself I was like what oh awesome she medaled that's really cool and I can just imagine her you know three years now right, instead of four like say, But say, like three years from now competing again and like having had that much more experience and like really like understanding now this, with this competition like how the Olympics works with everything else she probably had to put up with to do it I can imagine she'll do pretty well but it's pretty cool
0: yeah, that is pretty cool. What was, what was the second thing?
1: Uh, I saw a meme.
0: I saw a meme. Okay. <laughs> that, was,
1: that was pretty much it. So someone posted in one of the discords I'm in, like, this is the only moment I've personally connected with in the Olympics so far. And it was a Canadian swimmer who wears glasses and has, like, a really serious prescription. And she wins this heat. Like, she wins it. She gold medals in this event and, like, takes her goggles off to, like, look at the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. But, like... She doesn't. She can't even tell but she watches. Like, does no idea, and so it's like this just so super confused look. Like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Well, and was like, it's like that's the only moment I've personally connected with for the Olympics so far. I was like, that's kind of
0: funny. And it's funny because it's like, why does not she just wear contacts? You're wearing goggles anyway. But some people they don't like wearing contacts. So I get that. I didn't like wearing them until I just got over it. So because I'm I'm super yeah. blind.
1: <laughs> Enrique was even like, maybe she has prescription goggles, so she yeah. was like. All you got to see is your line and you stay in your lane and you power through and you just go fast as long as you go fast. Well,
0: you still got to see the wall coming up. Like, I'm so blind to where, like, yeah, like seeing the wall coming up, if I'm going like that fast, would be a problem. I <laughs> think if,
1: and I assume it is at that level, right? When I was competing in hurdles, you weren't looking at the hurdle, you were step, 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 jump right? You knew your stride at this set because you've measured your distance so perfectly. So she probably knows exactly when she needs to. That was this yeah, number of true. strokes, yeah. this number of kicks. I now kick and turn and push and there was a wall there. <laughs> you know, she just knows her stroke that well. I, I would assume at that level you're at this. It's a rhythm. It's not even a, a thing where I'm really looking anymore.
0: You know, it's funny you brought up like the, the hurdles because uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was actually breaking down. There was a, I think it was the 400 meter hurdles and this I think he was a Norwegian guy. He had a really cool, like almost Viking last name. He was like War something. He was pretty dope. And obviously, you know the American guy. I thought that he was gonna win. But this other guy, he was like really good. I had no idea. I'm like he's probably gonna lose. And like when he first came out, I was like, damn, this guy's hella fast. And he won, and by a, a decent margin. And then Nillagras Tyson actually looked, put up a photo, and he's like, the, basically the reason why this guy won is because he went up on his left foot over the first hurdle, and the other guy went up on his right foot on the first hurdle, and the, the it, it means that there was a distance of like two and a half meters because the other guy used the, the other foot, and the guy actually won by exactly two and a half meters. It's like, damn. Like, that's, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Name was Karsten Warholm.
0: Warholm, yeah. That's a pretty dope-ass last name.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like, that was... So my thing was I was doing, I was still at a stride for, for me where I had to alternate legs. And that was like the, the next goal was to get to a long enough stride between each hurdle to go to it being a three-stepper. So you're always going over with the exact same leg. So it sounds like maybe what he did was didn't get his stride perfect on the launch so went over right and then switched, was able to stride out and get left and that one that one little mistake was enough to yeah. to be able to win. You know, that's that's some serious because again at that level it's like that one little thing that's
3: that's the difference.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I was thinking about also with the Olympics, like the people think that like people just in general are getting so much more athletic for the Olympics, but it's actually it's a combination of yes but no. Because yes, people are getting, using, they are getting more athletic, like they're being able to work out in different ways to uh, obviously advance whatever specific sport, specific sport they're in. But it's also the vast improvements in technology um, that are really making a huge difference. Back in like, I forget what Olympics was, I always forget which one it was. But it was the, the Olympics where uh, swimmers were breaking uh, records left and right. Like pretty much all the records fell in like one Olympics. And it, it came down to this, this one suit called The laser suit is the LZR suit, and it basically made you go through the water faster. And so, after that, they banned it. They were like, Okay, you can't use the suit anymore because it's like a full body suit that even the dudes are wearing, and it's like everything, every, all the records are broken. So, um, and then also, like with the, the technology when it comes to um shoes, just basic footwear with uh, with runners, like the if you took like a if you took an Olympic runner, um, that is like you know, super competitive. And then put him in shoes from like the 1950s. It would probably knock like a second off of his time, like at least a second, depending on what event he was in. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, was, like, yeah, a second depending on yeah the distance you're going because it might be even more if it was further. Yeah.
0: yeah. Gotcha. And there, there's like a whole bunch of other things too. Where just like the like the clothing and like now and also like how they can um, like with us. Like we're both wearing Garmin watches, and so we can actually um, we can use like the HRV feature, which is the heart rate variability feature like, when you wake up, and it basically, it should be able to tell you, like, when you're going to, when you should rest on a day, and when you shouldn't rest on a day, or just use the basic body battery, which is kind of, like, the same thing, of like, knowing, you know, when you should be at your peak, and, like, when to peak, and stuff like that, and they just didn't have those things back in the day, you know, like, people just, they use, like, this sort of word of mouth, like, willy-nilly kind of, you know, training situation, but nobody really knew when they were actually fucking tired, you know, and shouldn't train.
1: Yeah. Let me know. Even just coaching concepts too, right? So we've had enough more years of study and enough, you know, like science being able to analyze the run stride and all these other things and be like, oh, hey, I now have tools to be able to analyze while you run to say, hey, we need to work on this part of your stride, which is really great. But, you know, every little tweak we can make to make it that much better, there's these, you know, high speed cameras, like to the point where you can capture like the exact little bits of the movement. So yeah, yeah, just that part of training, you couldn't, couldn't gather that before so I, I it totally make sense to mix it in with the science a little.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying, like, seeing the advances in technology and people just getting better at, you know, doing pretty basic things, <laughs> so. Did
1: you see the thing where, um, I think it was in the 110-meter sprint, where, like, uh, the one competitor was, like, he's from Spain, I think, and he, like, told the guy who was in front of him and had totally won the race, like, don't no, keep going. Like, he tapped him on the back, like, don't stop, go, because he stopped early thinking that was the end line because he couldn't read the signs or it was oh, marked shit. differently than he was used to training. Did
0: you see that one? No, no, I was not aware. Yeah, so
1: it, he was – I might have to – are you – let me look it up. But, so he was – the, basically the way the track is marked where he trained in his country was different than, than it is there for uh-huh. the Olympics. And so – he ran his run, and he was he was crushing the second place guy. Like he's, he's like, like a good two or three planks ahead. But he's like he knew. But even the guy who's in second, he's like this dude crushed me. And he'd stopped maybe you know not much, maybe ten meters at most before it. And he's like yelling and waving him on, like telling him he needs to go. He doesn't understand him because he's speaking Spanish and he's from <laughs> somewhere else. But he started looking and hearing and seeing him go. He got there. He like put his arm on him, and, like, pushed
3: him forward.
1: <laughs> and then he got the thing, and he ran the rest of it. So he still finished by, like, the rules. He crossed the line first. So so many people were beating up on the Spanish guy, like, why did you not just go win? You you could have won if you hadn't told him to go.
0: Because he knows and that he, he didn't really win. It,
1: I was <laughs> like, I would know that he was he was going to beat me. I knew it. He, he'd won that race, and it would not have been fair, and I wouldn't have felt like I won. And so, no, I'm, I'm sure... Spanish, like people who paid for, you know, from the the country to like send them there, were like, oh, you could have gotten this gold, another gold for us, but it wouldn't, wouldn't have counted, it. and he would have known it, and he just he's like, there's no way I could do that. So that was like that was one of those those moments where you're like, that's that's what the Olympics are about. It's true, honest competition. Like I wasn't good enough. I have to get better next year. You know, next.
0: Yeah. Time. There's also the the story of the I think there were pole vaulters. Where they decided to to um, do have a double gold, so they decided to not. Because I think in pole vaulting, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but if you're pole vaulting, like you have to get to a certain height, and if if you both are at the same height, you just keep going, and if somebody fails, then you get it, or if you know, or or the other person can also go and try to you know match that or go higher than that height. But they decided, nah, like we're not going to do that. We, they just they just shared a gold medal. I was like, wow. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Interesting.
1: I wonder why, like, what led to the decision to not push the next height.
0: Probably because they both know they couldn't have made, <laughs> made the next height. Just like, right. like, Neither of us are going to get that. It. Yeah. It's, it's kind of gambling on both ends, right? Because if you miss it, then you lost. <laughs> so, I still
1: think, yeah, we both got the same height. I have to look at the rules, yeah. But if that is, the, it kind of seems like a weird rule because we both got the same height. Neither of us could clear the next height. That seems like that should by default. But, but I guess, I guess you're saying, if you say, I would like, like to push to the next level, that's where you're now the one, one pushing, pushing it forward. forward. You're like, you, you can go ahead and try that. I'll have to, to try, try if you try, you try but, or, or it and get it. But, like, how I do you decide who goes first then? Because that seems, seems like, like an unfair an position, position to be, at, like, grab
0: first. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's weird. Another it's thing like that's,
0: an Another thing that's kind of cool about this Olympics is that the actual metals are made out of uh, uh, recycled e-waste. Recycled what? E-waste. Electronic waste so, for so just, just like, like yeah
1: computers. so just the uh, like out of components from things interesting
0: because yeah, there there's actually gold in most computers they're actually probably oh, yeah. all computers so yeah yeah
1: it's the best conductor sounds
0: Yeah. pretty interesting so they're not I mean it's not obviously it's not solid fucking gold none of the metals really are anymore but um, it's definitely there's gold in there but it's it's from e waste gold and I think I think that's a pretty cool way to uh, to recycle.
3: Is there
1: not uh, soccer going for the Summer Olympics this time?
0: There is. Yes, there's the f- uh, female women's the women's team um, got bronze, and the mm-hmm. men's team. I don't know if they're still in it or not.
1: It looks like let's see. Today, the United States won against Australia, four to three.
0: Okay, the men, right? Uh, no, maybe not.
1: That's the women's tournament.
0: Okay, uh, but that's the bronze. That should have been for the bronze medal.
1: Yes, that was a bronze medal match. I'm just trying to like—is there any information about it? So, because I, I followed soccer very closely for a very long time, and it feels really weird to realize I'm like I have no idea what's going on with yeah, <laughs> the sport, yeah. sport. I was so invested, I it. I was a lot. Like, I ah, let Anyways,
0: yeah, it's it's. Wow, well, what is the Olympic? I'm trying to pull up the counts of the medals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got right now the USA has 92 medals all together. Mm-hmm. And China, they're putting them as first because China has more golds than us. So they have 34 golds, 24 silver, and 16 bronze for 74, tor- 74 total medals. United States currently has 30 golds, 35 uh, silver, 27 bronze for a total of 92. And mm-hmm. the, the next closest to us is, is Japan, which is amazing because Japan is not a very big country. <laughs> it's like the size of California. Yeah, what's weird to me is, to, is totally ass, yeah. Yeah, what's weird to me is that um, Russia is still in the Olympics, which I don't. They were banned from the, from the Olympics, but then they did this thing called the, the ROC, the Russian uh, Olympic Committee, and they are allowed to compete. Which I'm very confused on why they are still allowed to compete at all in the Olympics because they said they were, they banned the entire country because of uh, proven state funded uh, doping. Yeah. so I don't know how they got around this maybe they took them out of Russia to train somewhere else I don't know so that's the only way I could probably think they would get around that is taking them out of Russia to like train in some other country which you know
1: or I wonder if maybe they, they're doing something to guarantee that they're not you know taking anything but
0: <laughs> definitely don't lie again
1: <laughs> yeah it seems like it'd be hard to, to be sure to or like to have any way to prove that you're not doing something. It's one of those, how do you prove a negative you can't?
0: Well, I mean, they, they can, obviously they test them, but there's ways around the test, even, you know, today. There's still ways around the test.
1: Well, and if, if you know, there's most of the, like, physical enhancement things have a pretty short window where you can test and identify it. So, we trained for four years using it and then stopped using it just far enough in advance of the thing to make sure to pass the test when it's time. for. I was like, it would be really hard to, prove that you didn't do it, I guess is all I'm saying. Like,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a messed up situation, so I, I hope that, you know, Russia gets their, their shit together and, you know, just compete on the same level as everybody else without cheating. So, because, I mean, obviously they have, they're, they're a really competitive country, <laughs> yeah. so when it comes to the Olympics and, you know, just general world powers, they're a competitive country, I mean, it's just a shame that their legacy has been tainted by doping. So someone did
1: say in conversations talking about the Olympics at work, like that it'd be interesting if we had two separate like event competition sets, like ones that's clean and then like let's go for go for broke. <laughs> yeah, like put, put put all of the total like enhanced people into this other thing. Like, oh you wanna take stuff, whatever. Take whatever you want and then compete over there. Let's see what kinds of numbers we can get on yeah.
0: this side. You wanna run a, a seven second fucking hundred hundred meter dash? Let's go. <laughs>
2: Guys got Bionic like fucking horse stuff. legs, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, anyway, yeah. on a serious note, um, so one of the reasons why we actually brought up this uh, this subject, um, I actually had an idea well, as as I was watching the Olympics, I was drinking a little bit, probably a lot, and I was thinking about the, the the effects of the Olympics on Japan, which we'll get into that a little bit later. But then I was thinking of why why are we still why are we moving around the Olympics around the world every four years? In a different host nation's, knowing that uh, the host nation that uh, does, you know, does the hosting, they have to build all these new facilities. That after the fact, they don't. Most of them don't get used ever again. It's a huge burden on their um, economy, and they're actually not getting um, a lot out of it. So they have to put up all this money to build these facilities. So They get to use them. Yeah, they get some tourism in, obviously, but then after that. The facilities aren't used like at all. If, if you look up like um, unused Olympic facilities, you'll see like some really fucked up shit. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Um. I yeah. Here, let me do this. Uh, present now. Uh. Temp. Yeah. Uh, this search. Ooh. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, like, all you gotta do is do that, and yeah. then you see pictures and pictures and pictures, and it it goes to every single one and the further back you go it's really interesting actually because you end up with some cool looking photos of fully overgrown like jungle around structures in it you are like there's an olympic venue in there somewhere <laughs> trying to yeah. like it's a, some fun stuff that you can do um, looking those up but yeah it, it's, not, it's not something you have to do for those just listening like i just did what he said which was type in like run down i think what i did was run down uh, Olympic venues and you yes. said what like unused right yeah 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 it, it's sad like I know that one of the ones I I liked the photos mostly from was like Brazil yeah because because the jungle took over like a lot of those there's a lot from like um, older European ones too that uh, were pretty interesting from like the 80s because those ones definitely also are co- to the point where that you know nature is reclaiming those facilities.
0: Yeah, so for the Tokyo Games, uh, the figures to like to actually host the Olympics, it's fifteen billion dollars. Fifteen billion dollars and most of that, I think it's more than half, is paid for bought by, by the Japanese taxpayers. So anytime you see like the host nations hosting these, like the the vast majority of the of the burden to build these things are on the taxpayers. And I think it's really messed up. Um, especially because they don't actually get that much out of it. Um so my idea was, why don't we stop, you know, picking a host nation every single, you know, every four years and just pick one nation and just the people that are going to compete in the Olympics, they pull in their money and they build facilities there and they help maintain and update the facilities as needed. Um, and my first idea was to be, hey, let's just put it in, for the Summer Olympics, just put it in Greece. So where it started. Greece is... Uh, pretty messed up financially right now, um, so put it in Greece. And all these host, all these nations put in their you know dollars to build the facilities, and then have the profits go towards the um, to towards actual Greece. Okay, so for the first year, and then if they still need help after after the next year, after the next Olympics, then do that. But my idea is, after we stabilize, you know, Greece's economy, then we take the profits for um the olympics and then put it towards another nation and if we want to vote on which nation that is fine but it needs to be nations that actually need financial help and it needs to go directly to those to that country to to rebuild their infrastructure um you know education stuff like that and not towards just like random bullshit i think that'd be that's a much better way to spend to actually use the olympics to actually help nations kind of come up you know and just help people what's going on your headphones break they just stopped working. Yeah. Oh, okay. you took a off and I was like, "All right." <laughs> I missed
1: the last little bit. I got most of what you said.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know, the last
1: what was the very last item?
0: I was just just to make sure that we actually helped nations. Like that, I think that should that's more of the you already talked about like the Olympic, you know, real spirit is you know yeah. coming together. But I think that is like helping people. Like, why can't we just use the Olympics to help nations around the world? Because we could do it. Like the Olympics, they make money, but yeah. it should. But, you know, when you have to put in so much money from the get-go, and then you can't use the facilities ever again, like, why not just upkeep the facilities and then keep the profits and kind of lottery away the money? Or not lottery. I mean, you can obviously, instead of using, like, the same voting system that they use right now to pick a host nation, use a voting system to pick a country that needs the money.
1: Yeah, The so I did see one thing in Discord that would say there might be, we might need to, like, think of a different piece, which is, like, most Europeans that were in this Discord with me commenting were saying it's so frustrating that the time zone is, like, literally the opposite end of the day, opposite time of the day, so they have to watch stuff late at night or early in the morning in order to catch events that they find interesting if they want to catch them live. Okay, um, so, so there could be, like, a two, like one on each hemisphere, and then there's only this back-and-forth rotation, so that, that gives us you know, eight years to make sure that the facilities maybe at one or the other are, are maintained and are good. Like but that's still eight years of a facility just sitting there is enough for something to get pretty run down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But somebody somebody else said that, like, I have two facilities, which I'm all for, but it's right now when it comes to like the whole twenty four hour time period like I don't mind missing something live. When I was a kid though, I stayed up late at late at night to watch the Olympics. So if if you really wanna watch it, you can do it. You know, you can do it. But I think right now it's it's so easy for us to you know, go online and just and pull it up anyway. So to me, it's yeah. there's less of an excuse now of like, oh, it's not my time zone, but you know, nothing. I mean, you're in one time zone. There's a world. <laughs> so yeah, it, if we could do two, be cool. But I'm 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 fine with one because I think it's easier to to maintain one facility or one set of facilities.
1: Yeah, and if you think about it, like even just that simple idea of of doing just two. Well, yeah, but that's literally twice as much of an expense. So if we were saying, oh, instead of two, it's three, you know, each time you add a little bit more, sure, it's a little bit less of an increase, but it's, again, a whole nother one. If we had just had one, um, that could work too. So then maybe to compromise, it would be Greece being Summer Olympics since it has that foundation, or maybe the other hemisphere could get the Winter Olympics, so at least, yeah, then this hemisphere during Winter Olympics has to, like, get up and watch stuff. So
3: yeah, I'm fine with that, yeah. Asia, yeah.
1: Asia and Australia, you know, like um, as far as all those time zones would be, could like, oh man, I have to watch the Olympics from Greece, and the time zones would not work out so great for them. But then Winter Olympics being out there, uh, somewhere in you know the uh, Eastern Hemisphere would be make that work, I guess.
0: Yeah. You notice how both Americans didn't say shit about having it in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So the, the issue with doing it here is that then even... So when was the last one? It was Atlanta, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I was actually watching it when the bombing went off. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah I heard it.
1: <laughs> I think I was watching it live, too. Yeah.
3: It's crazy.
1: But like it, the issue that I find, if we're talking about it being uh, something that's sustainable and that then provides like, long-term support for it. Winter Olympics, there would be a lot of really good locations in the United States, to be honest. Um, or Canada. But, with Greece being far west on the eastern hemisphere, it kind of almost works for our time zones to be able to still watch, uh, where it would be very difficult for Asia. And so then I think putting it in Asia makes it then difficult for most of Europe and North America, whereas we're kind of caught in the middle on both of those. Yeah. That's my thought. So I think Japan or Korea would be easy hosts for the Winter Olympics, but
0: yeah, yeah, or even I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with putting it in. Well, I don't know because there's like parts of Siberia where it's like you know it's frozen year round pretty much. So <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Look, Hokkaido and during the winter, there's some pretty good runs. I've done I've done snowboarding both both places. Actually, I was just gonna say I was like yeah, yeah both. Sorry. Been snowboarding in Hokkaido, and been snowboarding in um, South Korea, and both both are pretty good in the wintertime. Pretty good powder.
0: So, you know, it'd be really cool though. Just thinking outside the box. If you could have it in our Antarctica, that'd be <laughs> dope. But there's like no, you'd have to literally build start from scratch there. <laughs> and, I, and I don't. Uh, yeah, probably couldn't be done. I don't even
1: know if it's manageable with the way weather is there during the winter. Like, it's so, it's so be cold. So cold <laughs> yeah. that it's like can we actually compete in the
0: other. Yeah, it's so cold, but it'd be yep. cool. Like actually, and that's how we started like making Antarctica like a real nation. Supportable. <laughs> yeah, and it'd be like a nation that's built upon a coalition of nations. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That's altruism, but it's also very cold. So
1: it's how it is right <laughs> now. There's nowhere that's technically anyone else's territory in Antarctica. It's all science research. That's uh, multinational and like anybody can be anywhere, so it's kind of cool. It's kind of like the moon right now technically the moon is anybody's but um, you know thinking outside the box, really good winters and good mountains New Zealand do they have southern parts of New Zealand are like really serious winter mountains yeah
0: okay I didn't I wasn't unaware that would be... now
1: do they have facilities for skiing or something? I have no idea. but <laughs> I didn't get to go somewhere in New Zealand. We were there um, in their summertime. So.
0: Yeah, it's also really it's, it's a small. Well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how big New Zealand is off the top of my head. So I'm just worried about like actual space.
3: It would
1: It'd be, be something. Too, I'll tell you tell you one thing. Probably New Zealand would be like, no, don't want that because most of the people who are there like love the idea that they are kind of disconnected from yeah. most of the world. Like, we're this small little place and we just worry about ourselves, and people visit and it's great, and then they go away. And so, the idea of building all these huge facilities and every year have to deal with that, not every year, but every four years need to deal with that kind of an influx, they probably would not be about it. do But like, nope, we're good. Never
0: mind. Yeah, and also, yeah. like, the facilities would pr- kind of mess up their natural um, beauty of the country. It's like uh, when, they, yeah. when they filmed Lord of the Rings there, oh. I don't know if you knew this, but they had to literally, like, cut out, like, grid squares. Of like where they're gonna build like the buildings and like put them in like a greenhouse and then when they were done filming that they, they tore down all these buildings and then patch by patch they put everything back exactly where it was. That's
1: pretty. Amazing. Yeah, it was real serious. So we went, we went, and we were going to one of the things I wanted to go to was go to the site where Edoras was, like where um, the Rohan kingdoms like seat is, you know, and they built yeah. that on that hill and you can see the mountains all around them. Basically, that kind of like super iconic looking like New Zealand's still uh, seen from Lord of the Rings. But it was going to be like a four-hour drive out there to like stand at a grass spot because there is nothing there. Uh-huh. They tear that stuff down just to keep it natural, like you said. To like stand on some hill and be like, yep, this is the spot. And to <laughs> then drive all the way back like, ah, oh my like we'll,
3: we'll, we'll go do something
1: else. But it would have been cool. I just I don't, don't know how cool. It was like, okay, cool, a grass hill. Because they were serious about it, the only thing that was ever constructed as one of the sets for the movies that still remains to this day was Hobbiton, and only when they were doing The Hobbit. So when Lord of the Rings was made, they tore everything. They had to tear everything down. But when they did it again for The Hobbit, they, they because New Zealand knew how big it was and how much of a tourist tra- like attraction it could be, they specifically decided on Hobbiton to be like that one we'll build. And we will keep it and it will become a site that's managed and is a part of the culture. And it's in North Island, so it's already kind of, you know, more more of where most people live. Uh, so they that was there. And I'll tell you what, plants there, like this thing is you've seen how green it is in the movies. Like, but there are some plants, I have no idea what it is. Something kicked my ass. Like I'm not, I don't <laughs> have allergies. I never have allergies, I never have any problems with plants. I couldn't see, like I'm just like snotting, like my face was oh, no. so I had like before every photo, I'm like, hold on, like clean my face up, take a picture. And they're like, oh man, <laughs> it was terrible. But it's just some plant that I do not agree with. Apparently, there.
0: Well, speaking of uh, Lord of the Rings, did you know that they're going to they're releasing a new version of Lord of the Rings on Audible? And Andy Serkis is doing the narration.
3: I did hear
1: that. I also I heard something about some animated series potentially, and Andy Serkis is going to do like most of the voices. I don't know what it was. Nice.
0: Well, they're doing the, they're doing like a live action series on Amazon that's coming out next year. Mm. So hopefully, I have because I have press access to Amazon shows. so Hopefully, I get early access to to Lord of the Rings.
1: <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, I like the idea of him doing the audiobooks, though. Yeah, he's a really good voice actor. He covers. He's got a big range of characters he can do.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised to see him like in uh, Black Panther. I was like, oh, that's right. That's what he looks like. <laughs> like, so I haven't seen him like act in yeah. person in a long time and yeah that was cool to see him
1: he he was in the like extended edition version of either Return of the King or in one of the Hobbit movies because then he played himself when he was a Hobbit as Smeagol yeah but that was, that was the only there's only like one scene basically some some flashback or
0: yeah he's probably like one of the most underrated actors probably of all time Anyway, <laughs> it's pretty good. Back to the Olympics. So yeah,
1: yeah. Like, but I yeah. was thinking about talking about New Zealand because you know, Olympics could be there.
0: Yeah, could be there.
1: When went. What you did it was a pretty
0: big tangent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on a serious nerd tangent. You talk about Lord of the Rings, you know? Yeah, but I, I never read the books. That's the funny thing. <laughs> I just watched the movies. But now, I mean, they have an the audio book. I wonder how long it's going to be. But I'll, I'll listen. So, I, I read them.
1: I have a, a set on the shelf over there. Um, that are like matched sets. It's like the the Hobbit is in a different color. That's the only only difference. But they all like have similar art graphics and similar covers and similar like actual hard hardbound pieces. So pretty good. I've had them for like fifteen years. Wow. They've been around. Yeah. I I like Lord of the Rings, but I have not done um, like I haven't gone in as far as to where like a friend of mine read the Silmarillion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, I can't go that far. It's like reading the Bible in you know, a make believe world that I'm like I get it, but it's it's just it's just history and more, like I had a hard enough time keeping track of our own history, let alone trying to remember all the details of some fantasy answer.
0: So. I think it's an interesting idea though, um, having like the Cimmerillion but then like I feel like if he wrote that first as like his own like thing to like keep track of everything. And then it could like go back on reference material from that, you know, because for me it's kind of like almost like a reference book, like you said, or like a Bible. So you can just go back into that and be like, "Oh yeah, this," and that and, like then keep continuing to write his book. I think that's an interesting way to like build your lore for a book. I don't know if, I don't know if, like, authors now do something like that. Maybe they do. I don't know because I'm, I'm not a writer. I wish I could be, but I have ideas. But <laughs> the whole structure of it is just like, man, it's like it's a lot, you know.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite, who I just introduced you to, and you read a little bit of his stuff, he does that. His stuff is definitely all interconnected and has a very... He keeps it keeps it close to the chest for now. I'm sure at some point he'll release his, like, compendium of what, like, keeps everything together. So he's tracking, like, all the interconnected stories and how the Cosmere actually works or whatever, but...
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds like it's yeah. own universe. There's, like, multiple books based upon the same... Yeah, which I'm, I'm going to go back and like read the other or listen to the other books. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so that, that idea, pretty cool. And, and I do think that's how it started. Most of it was notes and things he wrote in order to create the structure for being able to then, okay, I have all my, my background and my concepts. Like he wrote entire languages to be able to then then go in and use it in the book <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: a yeah, lot. pretty
1: really, really
3: amazing.
0: I, I kind of see how, so I, I had an idea for a book for like a long time. And so I got, um, I forget the name of the program, but I got, like, a got this program. Scrivener? Yeah, Scrivener. Yeah, yeah. and so Scrivener just, kind of makes it yeah. easier. Because you can, like, reference your things in your notes and shit like that. And so, like, I was coming up with ideas, and I was just like, ah, I need more time and care. Yeah, it's hard. There's not enough time in the day for the things I want
1: to do. Yeah. Scrivener has been around a long time, so there are a couple of, like, More modern ones that work pretty too. I think like Campfire Mm -hmm. is like an online version of the similar thing. And you can, have you used Kahoot? It's one of the things I'm using for learning right now. So it's probably a poor example. But no, when I'm building stuff on it, whatever the context of either the question or the slide I'm building, like I can add graphics to it. So then you just click the add graphics. Like you can just search their library of like a crap ton of graphics and things that are on there already. It's kind of it's like, like that. So like you can use Campfire. You can be like, oh, this is a character I'm designing that is kind of this kind of thing, whatever. And you'd be like, add graphic. Like, like it's like add an image of that character. character. You're like, this kind of character. Of character. You're like, oh, there's a thing." Okay, I'll, I'll pick, pick that one for now. So well, at least visually, you're like, that's pretty close to what I was picturing in my head. Helps you keep, keep track it at a quick glance. Uh, I haven't done it, but I, I saw, saw some demos. I watched a couple videos because I was thinking about paying for it. But then I remember I have a now after. So I was I did NaNoWriMo. That is in 2015.
0: No.
1: So November is uh, for the United States is National Novel Writing Month, and so, and so you can, can like, like join this club, NaNoWriMo, like and work with, with others who write. are also right. trying right. to write a right. novel all during right. the month of November, write right. The whole novel. So, so in 2015, I, I, I completed it. Did did the whole the whole requirements for completing a novel in in a month, and uh, as a result of like completing the whole thing in November um, you get access to a bunch of bonuses and one of those was like half price on Scrivener and so I I jumped nice. at that
0: and did it nice yeah I just I bought it and then I just I started some stuff and then like stuff happened and I was just like god damn it yeah. I, I, think, uh, I gotta make it up already.
1: I untitled not untitled but like I'm
0: I'm writing right. in a way so
1: that I require no, no, no attribution like I don't have to go to DC and get licensing or whatever it's like a Batman fanfic So like, that in, in no way do I, I ever say That this is specifically, specifically Batman But anybody that reads it, It's like "That's fucking mad." <laughs> <laughs> Cause, cause it's like, like This character Bruce And that K- character Mr. J And
3: that like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I can't figure <laughs> out Who all these people are You know me
0: Like behind the That way just like 25 boxes of Comic books mm-hmm. Yeah it's 25 just right there and there's like a bunch of long boxes behind there or you can see it actually right there's long boxes down there so
3: yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah I read a lot of comics a lot I actually I just spent a hundred and seventy-something dollars today on comic books so yeah my my normal <laughs> was a pull <laughs> it was two weeks of pulls but yeah
1: yeah I mean it, I, I like it was like because like, I don't I don't do the comics, comics um as, as much like, like every, every once in, in a while i get one, one. So, so after um we, we happened to be in Australia, and, and one of the things we wanted, we wanted to do was so go to a comic book, book shop. Like Logan really, really wanted to go to a comic book, book shop, and we planned mm-hmm. on going like the next day. And today mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. when Carrie Fisher died, wow. and so, so go we go to the comic book, book store the next, next day, day, and they have all of the Leia comics.
3: Wow!
1: So we're like, let's get the whole collection just to to have those like kind of in honor. So we got the whole collection of Leia comics. I was like, that was cool. So like moments like that, I'm like. I'm gonna buy those. I'm gonna go ahead and get those and put that away because it's cool. Um, I mostly do any comic book reading like digitally. Like I have subscription to the Marvel Comics stuff, and so every once in a while I'm like, oh yeah, I need to catch up and I'll read through a few. I haven't bought like a collector in a long time. I hadn't,
0: I had not, not
1: near that collection. <laughs> but like I had a, maybe one or two of those boxes. I had tons of like baseball cards and magic cards and stuff to you, and it all got lost. And, I left home right to join the record, and people back home got rid of everything.
0: So. Yeah, same thing with with me. Like most of mine were lost. Luckily, I got some of them back. But yeah, yeah. but you can do the adult thing now, which is just to get trade trade paperbacks, which aren't yeah. worth anything, but you get all of the collections in like one in one book. And mm-hmm. I think uh, there's a comic book series called Saga that's from Image Comics, and I highly recommend that to anybody. It's uh. Don't don't have your kids read it because on like page three there's definitely non um, kids material. I'm not going to say what it is, but um, you'll see. It's a really good series though. It's on hiatus for right now, but it's like one of the best comics that I've ever read. Um, if they make it into a series, it'll be better than Star Wars. You can quote me on that. I'm just saying, it's a really good series. Um, but yeah, anyway,
1: is, is it sci-fi or superheroes? It's sci-fi. Then,
0: total, total sci-fi. Yeah. Guys.
1: On sci-fi though, I do have all of the Serenity comic books.
0: I don't have any of those. Nice.
1: Yeah, because Firefly, like, I'm super huge brown coat, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. All right. <clears throat> Back to um, the Olympics. Back
1: to real superheroes. Yeah,
0: because they are basically fucking superheroes. Um, <laughs> and the,
1: the fitness, like, and some of the insane stuff that they could do. There's
0: also another idea that I had besides, like, the whole, you know, put it in one spot, share profits around the world, help countries out, help people out, you know. Yeah. Limit spirit. Um, I think they should bring back pancreation. Um, I don't know why they stopped pancreation. Um, especially given the fact that we have MMA now and it's super popular. Basically, pancreation is like the, the world's first MMA. It's, yeah. it, it's almost the same exact skill set of MMA. Um, they even have pancreation to this day. They have like, uh, actual pancreation, uh, like leagues where it's basically MMA except you can't punch somebody in the face. You go, you have to use like your palm, which is fine. I don't. If you want to use a palm strike, it's fine. Um, but they need to bring pancreation into the Olympics because um, you have a whole bunch of fighters that know how to fight and yeah. it's popular
1: and would be able to do so. And then, then honestly, like the way I there's a, there's a part of like society that looks at MMA a certain way mostly just because the only venues for MMA style events is through that kind of venue. It doesn't have this outlet that goes into anything that's like more legitimate. There's no beyond this specific arena competitions for that. You know, it's it's the same way people look at like professional wrestling. It's like you're not going to go into something else other than acting because it's all acting, know. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry for those who don't know. Well, uh, but it's
0: acting, but also like if I dropped you from ten feet, you know, onto your back, like you you probably wouldn't get up very yeah. fast. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it's like it's acting by by very physically fit and skilled people. Yeah, like who have a very specific set of skills that they need to do. Yep. So, uh, sort of sidebar. So, talking about wrestling, like professional wrestling, um, where it's it's for theater, it's for like entertainment. Yeah, in high school uh we did like a fundraiser for one of our dances or something that was all of, like the the student leadership council or whatever pretended to be like characters in the wwf at that time right <laughs> um, we got a full ring so if you don't know there's a pretty serious underground wrestling like uh, amateur wrestling stuff that goes in portland well, and, most places. And,
0: yeah <laughs> but especially up there yeah what do you say I said it's in most places, but especially up there. Because people are fucking weird up there. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh,
1: but, yeah, so we were able to, like, very easily rent a whole ring and, like, everything. Like, yeah, we got all kinds of equipment. Like, you can rent this stuff. Bro. <laughs> cool. So we rented it. We all practiced. And, like, we did all of this stuff. Because we were 17, 18 years old or whatever. So <laughs> you can do it. And then, and then like, like eh, I'm good. Move on the next day. But, like, yeah, there's no joke. Coming off the top rope. Landing on that thing, even though it's squishy, it's got springs. It does all this. Stuff, it it still hurts. Like, yeah. I, there's no not having that hurt. So you're still putting your body on line, but the, like the the drama, the story that all goes along with it. That's all planned
0: and prepared. Oh yeah, but that's oh, when you're a kid. That's that's what makes it more enjoyable. You <laughs> know what I mean? yes.
1: It is entertaining. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, but yeah. So for for a lot of people, the the MMA stuff, like without it having a more like world viewed like place to go it, it does kind of still stay in this niche of people who specifically like mma but if Pancration was back in it now it's like you could go from that win a certain thing and like maybe if you're a competitor in the mma a certain number of slots at the end of each overall season or whatever it is mma's running could then go towards like world competitions for being able to get into Pancration to go to the olympics because that's how a lot of sports are like if you're competing on a Professional level in in like an entertainment side of sports, then you get it pretty much get immediately get into the, the the qualifiers, you know, to be able to then go into the Olympics and do it. So
0: yeah, I think well. it's yeah, it's just it's a long time overdue. I mean, we've had you know the UFC since like the late '90s, <laughs> and you know it, they have all this attention, but it's also it's attached to like what you're saying. It's attached to like a whole um, kind of subculture of people that are... Some some of them are... And don't get me wrong, I'm an MMA fan. Obviously, I'm a, a jujitsu guy, so I do combat sports. So I get it. But there's like a subsection of the, of the fans and the people that are running these organizations that are... They're kind of shitty, you know? They're kind of shitty people. And I, I think it'd be cool to, like, legitimize it by, like, having a professional organization that's not, you know, based upon some shitty weirdness. Um, and, like, have them, you know, compete and, like, win a, a medal for their country. That'd,
3: yeah.
1: That'd be, cool. that'd be pretty cool. So being someone, you know, who spent a lot of years doing martial arts stuff, so the the no fist strikes to the face, right, palm strikes only, who does that actually protect more, the person striking or the person being struck?
0: Um, Both, actually.
1: Yeah. Because there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of damage that goes into closing your hand and getting hit yeah. when hitting with your palm, like, still does a pretty dang good amount of damage to the person you're hitting, but so much less to your own hands. I, to me, it's the striker that is most protected, but like by removing that as a thing, like you're not allowed to. Okay, cool. That means I'm not going to break my hands on someone's face. Uh, I could still do a pretty good amount of damage. It, it, and what you're going for most of the time with the hand strike right, is to open something else or create room for it. Because th- there's room for hand strikes, being the final thing especially in certain sports but like in a pancration style or like a full open stuff to me at least my history of it but those aren't usually the things that end up winning that kind of a fight
0: well so yes for <laughs> most people so I think one of the main things when it comes to like open hand strikes is that it, 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 it significantly lessens the chance of a cut being uh, on somebody's face when you hit them open hand uh, and that's what most people are worried about seeing is blood, because people have a problem with blood, which I get it, you know. Um, but also, if uh, it depends on the person. So Boss Rutten, who is a famous, you know, MMA fighter, who did, who started off in, in kickboxing and pancreation. he figured out a way to like fucking like put his hand really far back on his wrist. So like my, with my bad wrist. Sorry. So, my wrist goes back, like, this far, okay? And so, like, I can hit you, like, here. It goes back a decent amount. But his can go back, like, way far. It goes back to, like, here. And so, when he, when he hits somebody, it's like getting punched with his, with, your, with his wrist. And he can basically throw a jab, like, with his, with his palm. And so, he would, just, he would just wrecking dudes with just, like, palm strikes. And it was just like, man. And so, he would, like, he would use the palm strikes to open them up. To, like, make them put their hands up. Because usually in, you know, pancreation, it's, you get a palm strike. It's like, it's not, it hurts, but it's not a big deal. But when you, yeah. when he was blasting people with, like, a hook and a fucking <laughs> palm strike, they put their hands up, and then he would immediately dig for that, um, for the liver shot. And that's yeah. what he was famous for, was liver shot. And it was just, like, yeah, him, just that one single thing of, like, being able to pull your your hand back far enough to, like, expose more of, like, the, the hard part of your palm of like your the wrist the,
1: these bones rather than these bones. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like it was a game changer for like for him. And so he he found a lot of success in in palm strikes.
1: <laughs> so so like his wrist did sort of like what my thumb does, which yes, is this thing. You're like, what
0: the heck is happening?
1: Yeah, it, just, it bends like almost all the way back to to the base behind it. Yeah.
0: That is like a weird genetic thing. Because I know people like that. that have mm-hmm. like that. I my that's it. That's all I got.
1: Doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't go back. It's totally just something with the way the tendons are. Totally genetic. Yeah. But I can also
0: like crack my knuckle on my thumb like all the time. Like, clean my thumb, man. It's weird. But that
1: might be going back to a previous episodes. Just us, us being old.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I've been able to do that since I was like. Probably 13. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe that's not an old thing. Maybe that's just a you thing.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. let's see. What else about the Olympics? What is the name?
0: So, you said you um, you didn't pay atten- that much attention to the Olympics. Um, so, the you didn't yeah. you, you know anything about uh, Simone Biles', like whole situation?
1: So, did we talk about this pre-show a different episode or during a show? I don't know. We did talk about it a little because I remember I saw the memes happening, uh, to where it was like, it said numbers of medals. She would already won the amount of like charity work that she does and like how much she is like this, you know, inspiration to so many people. And it said like already a hero. And I had only seen that side of it. That's what we were talking about before. Um, uh, and I don't remember if it was on or before, but it doesn't really matter. But like, I was totally confused. <laughs> so I was like, so what happened? Like, why is this, why does this need to be out to say like, that people treat her as heroes? Like maybe she didn't meddle or maybe something happened like like, she's been doing so well and then didn't. And then I looked, and then we talked about it actually. I don't think I even saw an article that explained it uh, very well, that explained to me that like, she was like, I'm, I'm not going
0: and just basically did not go at all. Well, no, I mean, she definitely, I mean, she went to the Olympics, but she, and she was competing in the Olympics. Like, she got the the women's team into the, you know, into the finals. But then after that, like, she had, like, a, a mental issue where she just could not compete anymore. And so people were, like, really mad that, you know, she, she wasn't going to, that she basically pulled out of the all-around and the team competition. And then, she had to pull out the vast majority of the individual competitions as well. And people were just, like, really angry with her about, you know, like, pulling out. But it's like, man, like, could you imagine, like, doing, like, a a backflip and some twist in the air? Things that people literally cannot do, like, at, a high, at the highest level. And if you're having an off day, like, man, like, you can get seriously injured off of that. What?
1: And by losing her today... Were they able to medal?
0: Yeah, they still they. I think they still got. Was it all around? I I think the team still got gold, or maybe it was silver or bronze. They they still medal, definitely medal. Yeah, and they definitely wouldn't have gotten that high without her. You know what I mean? And
1: I, I have to imagine too. So saying it was, you know, that it was a mental breakdown kind of thing, or a like uh, mental health issue where she's, you know, probably felt the pressure like this is on me to get us here because everybody else is great, but like everybody's also saying and knows and won't stop talking about it that I'm the best. I'm like carrying this team and I'm doing these things. Like stop putting it all on me. You know, sometimes there's that, that feeling and that's, a you know, that's a very stressful thing and you can only take that for so long. Um, I mean, shit, I feel that sometimes it's like, how much of this do you need me to do? Like, before other people can step in And get some
0: stuff done Yeah and it ended up actually being more than just like It was a mental thing but also she had this thing called the twisties Which apparently is like a thing Where like you can't Well, When she was doing um, her You know Various techniques where her mm-hmm. body and her mind Like weren't in sync And so oh. you kind of saw it like I remember I was watching her like Her landings were like not good And I was like mm-hmm. why are her why are landings Like they're not she's no, She wasn't sticking to stick your landings anymore and then so, and then she decided to pull out, and apparently, like she just she wouldn't know where she was in the air, and then it, it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And there's videos of her like trying to practice, and she was just like totally missing like everything, and so she mm. was like, "Well, instead of me, you know, just trying to go out there and knowing that I have this issue, why don't I just pull out and then like have the alternate come in and like, yeah, which to me, I mean, that's that's pretty reasonable. Like she didn't know that that was gonna happen, you know.
1: And not only that, but like. Now now that just, to me, seems even more stressful. Like, shoot, okay, I've done so well up to this point, and there's something going on. I don't want to blow this for all of us, too. Like, ugh, yeah. I can go out there and completely bungle it, and then we don't win at all because, you know, because I'm supposed to carry a certain amount, and instead I would completely ruin it. Whereas if an ultimate comes in, even if they don't do as well as the rest of the team because they're new to the whole the whole group or whatever, they're still going to do fine and then the others can step up their game a little bit um, and then, like, make this work. I don't know. Not necessarily an equivalent. Um, When I was running track in high school, I was the slowest on the group of guys who were part of, like, the 400-meter relay team, so we would run... It's a 1600-meter relay. We each ran 400, right? And so, I was the fifth guy on a relay of four. I was the one alternate, because, like, I was the fifth slowest at the 400. So everybody else was faster than me and then our fastest guy like tore his ankle like the week before districts meets you're like <sighs> <laughs> yeah. there's no way we're gonna win like we're not winning because you were the fastest and i'm the slowest so now i have to run it instead of you so there's no way we win at districts and we still won districts because i still ran okay but then every single other dude on the team like just stepped it up a little bit more not even knowing that they had that kind of speed and each of us put out our best time which was enough to make up for losing our fastest guy and it's like that's probably what she pictured happening she's like i'm gonna totally blow this up like he can't go out and run with a broken ankle or whatever same as her she's like i'm not functional right now so i have to be the bigger person and be the better teammate and say i'm not gonna compete let someone else get in because i'm gonna probably make make this bigger and that like, I can imagine so the mental health part of it is probably more about that then, now that I understand better about it, which is, like, I'm freaking out about how everybody's going to look at it and how everybody's going to feel, and, and she doesn't even care about us and the rest of people. Like, her team, who she's been working with for those years, God, that's, that's got to be rough.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. And, yeah, people, I mean, they all stepped up. I mean, they, they got silver. I just looked it up. They, they got the silver medal okay. instead, of, instead of the gold. Oh, no. You know, but also, you know, uh, Suni Lee, like, she stepped up for the all-around, and she ended up getting the gold for the all-around. And uh, on the individual events, you know, uh, Simone Biles came back and did the uh, did the balance beam. She got bronze. So she still medaled, you know, and, and I think there was somebody else that, that ended up medaling too that got a gold. A few others, but it's like, people just, like, were shitting on her, like, constantly. I'm like, dude, can you imagine being like, she's got 27 gold medals. <laughs> Twenty-seven yeah. gold medals. How many, how many do you have? Yeah. Out there? Sorry, what's this name? That's that's amazing. She's literally the greatest of all time, as yeah. as a uh, as a gymnast. And people were just like, oh, well, she's a quitter. No, she's <laughs> not a quitter. And then they were bringing up uh, Carrie. Um, oh, what the hell was her name? The poor girl that broke her ankle and kept running. We uh-huh. were watching it too. I can't hear. Uh, yeah, I can't remember her Like, I've heard it, but I don't
1: remember. Was, did, uh, what was, event did you say she went in and did on the individuals?
0: Uh, the balance beam. Balance beam, okay. Oh, so, I'm sorry, yeah. Carrie Cari- Strug, that was the, uh, the uh, girl's Strug. name. And she broke her ankle, and they made her run the vault two times, even though they already got the medal. And she ended up, uh, you know, that was the end of her career at 18 years old. Because she decided, cause they made her run this thing. And like, oh, yeah, look how brave she was. She did it for the team. But it's like, but she ruined her career yeah, at 18 years old to, like, satisfy you. It. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they already had the medal. Yeah.
1: So I was thinking balance beam. So balance beam. And then I was thinking, when you said it, I thought pommel horse.
0: That's but, nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's like the, the, either way, though, those would be ones where you don't have to go upside down quite so much, which probably helps with her thing. She probably tried it a few times, like, okay, when I do this event that I, you know, can do, I don't end up with as much of the, you said those twisties or whatever. Like, I don't get so out of sync with what's going on right now, so maybe I can still compete now. And she probably expected to get better than bronze if she wasn't still having whatever was going on set. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's, for a lot of people, I think that that are not athletes, um, there's times, like, in your athletic career, because, um, you know, both of us are still athletes. We're just aging athletes. Yeah. And there's times where, like, even when we were young, like, your body is just, like, you're not in a place to where you can compete at 100%, you know? Yeah. So even at, you know, even at a shitty level, like, you know, yeah. I, I just I can't compete. And it happened to her during, during the Olympics, and I, I don't feel bad yeah. for her at all. Like, you know? Well, I I, I feel bad for the hate that she's getting, but yeah, I, 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 I feel good that she decided to pull out and be like, hey, I, I just can't do it now.
1: Yeah, someone, someone else, And it, imagine this too, see. that means she's probably at a point where this is the last one, this was the last Olympics for her, she's probably old enough, she's like, ah, I'm probably done with this. Yeah. So to, she's going to feel, like, have to deal with that personally, regardless of whatever else, everybody's going to stop talking about it after a little while. She's still going to remember, like, it sucks that I couldn't finish strong like I hoped to. If something happened, Whatever it was, I'm sure she'll figure out what the medical reason for it is. And if she doesn't have to compete anymore, it won't matter because it only happens when she's doing that high level competition to, to spin like that. It just sucks. Like I'm sure she would have loved to have not had that happen and been able to finish this Olympics and be like the last one and wave her farewells and like not stop competing. But yeah, that sucks.
0: Well, it does suck, but it also one thing that's that's really cool um, is that she still inspired like a whole. Yeah. Generation of, of kids Like my, my daughter It was basically The fucking Simone Biles show Like when she talks About the Olympics She wants to watch Simone Biles I'm like alright And then when she You know pulled out She was like uh, You know I don't really want To watch Simone Yeah I'm just like God damn it but, but now she's like Now she wants to do Handstands And you know All this other kinds Of things so I'm like It's cool Like you inspired At least my daughter You know so, And I'm sure she's inspired Probably thousands Or millions of kids To uh, at least Look into gymnastics you know, I, th- I think that, to me, that's worth more than any medal. Yep. So.
1: without a doubt. Yeah, to say when like I was still pretty young, my first major injury that takes you out for a while, I tore my shoulder pretty bad, and for six months or so, you know, you're like in a sling and can't move anything. And you're like, I'm not doing anything. I can't can't do martial arts training. I can't go play football with the rest of the Marines. I can't do a PFT or I don't think you even had CFT back then. So I couldn't run my POTs. like it wasn't nothing like like can you do crunches? No, like every movement <laughs> yeah. hurts my shoulder. I need to just not do anything. So the doctor and physical therapy and all this stuff for six months. It's it's painful. And at that point, if someone had been like, "Why aren't you competing? You're not a real marine," it's like, "Yeah, what the fuck? Come on, yeah. I'm, I'm injured right now." And that's you know, and there's a line between this. People will try to push it. And you yeah. know how Marines are, yeah. but like. When you are actually honestly injured, you have to understand that. And I think most good leaders do, and that's I think most people who are good people would understand her being honestly injured at this point too, whether you can see it or not, doesn't change that fact. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Because even even the
1: twisties, you talk about like we talk about mental health issue like stress and whatever else. I, I could have been honestly fine with that. Like, this is whatever's going on. If you know you're not going to compete, cool. But like, I'm assuming it's probably like an inner ear or or some, some other balancing thing, which is a huge part of gymnastics. And yeah. just because you see the injury, people act that way. Like, some so physician somewhere be is probably going like, "Oh yeah, no, you shouldn't should
0: not right compete right now." <laughs> well, I think that most Americans are just people—I probably mean the Americans—that they don't understand that. You know, just because you can't see an injury doesn't mean somebody isn't, doesn't have an injury. And when it, especially when it comes to, like, mental health issues. Like, we have a serious issue with mental health in America, and we see it all the time. You know what I mean? Like, look at the people, like, the vast majority of people that are homeless. Look at the rising rates of, uh, you know, like, mass shootings, shit like that. Like, we, we obviously have mental health issues in America, but people are just like, nah, fuck them. Like, they don't have a real problem. That's not the problem. And it's just like, well, we need to address these issues and, like, actually take it seriously. And I think this is, like, kind of a perfect example of, like, people just not really giving a fuck about somebody's actual well-being. Just like oh, just entertain me. It's like, no. Like, that she's not there to entertain you. Like, that's, that, that's not her job.
1: It could be even broader as a concept, too. We have, like, a rehabilitation issue, right? So yeah. that ties us to later topics where... Realistically, several of these things are the same concept. We have a difficult time as a society understanding that there are things that people have going on that can, in the long term, be solved, but we have to put effort into it, right? And we have to understand it and work with it. And instead, what we'll do is just put it away, right?
0: Yeah. And that's... But those issues, like, if you just put things in a box, like... You never open the box, (laughs) like the box either gets bigger or eventually explodes. So yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm sure sure, I
1: don't know about you. I'm guilty guilty of it. Like like, I have plenty of things things I know I've put inside my box and just put away and go on with my day without needing to worry about it. Um, And it works for a while, but like like I said, like the box box can can only take take so much. So So I manage manage how much it. it put in there, and and I don't know know if I've I've talked talked to you about, about, like, so so one of the the books that that I want to, I don't don't even want want to write, but that I've been told so many times that I should, knowing that, because anybody who knows that I write kind of comes to this point where they're like, you You should totally write this book, and it's it's just just like like the the story story. of how I got where I am, and my whole, basically my life story at this point, just all of the kind of shit that goes along with it, so I've started taking like, like, notes, like, like trying to put, put together some stuff, and, and it's, it's honestly, honestly like, painfully, painfully difficult to be like, yeah. when did that happen? Where, Where was, was I at? Who was, was all that? Like, like honestly, there, there are so many memories, memories like, like that are in this weird, weird, like, gray place in my in brain that I can't
0: access properly, and I'm like,
1: I put it in the box, right? Like, and now I'm trying to trying to open it up and be like, can I sort this shit out that's in here? And rummaging around there is not fun sometimes.
0: Same thing with me, especially when it comes to like, like really painful memories that I put in the box for a reason, or like I don't want to like remember this shit, you know. So, yeah, I I, I get that, man.
1: <laughs> so then, yeah. So imagine now, try to write the life story. You're like, uh, do I want to go into those shadows and <laughs> pull that out of stuff out there? Yeah. But it's real, right? It's the, it's the 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 stuff that we put had to get in the box, and maybe that's a part of how it's told. us like. You no, know, and at that point in in this part of it, like that had to go in the box. Yeah, so it was tough. But um, I can imagine that that would be hard for a lot of people to understand or accept, like and and be like cool with talking about, <laughs> like, because <laughs> like, again, like you said, the, the the mental health stuff, the the how we deal with emotional stress and and, and rehabilitation, like we're not good at that. We don't we don't want to talk about it because. It means bringing it out into the light, and it's, I don't know, weirdly why, but it's weirdly, like, un-American.
0: Well, it's it's even worse for, like, guys like you and me, because, I mean, we're Marines, you know, and, like, to to talk, it's very difficult to talk to, so the, most of the Marine Corps is full of, like, this, these alpha male mentalities, right? Mm-hmm. And so talking about, like, feelings and shit like that, it's like, no, you don't talk about that shit, have a beer, just some fucking push-ups, whatever, you know, yeah. but totally not understanding that as you get older all these things compound. And we already talked about it before, like, you, when you put shit in the box, the box is only so big. And then all of a sudden, you're having a fucking nervous breakdown in, like, an Applebee's, you know? It's <laughs> just like, what's going on? It's because you, you put shit in the box and you, you didn't maintain the box. You, you had to take stuff out of the box and, like, address these issues. And that's, yeah. I, I think that's why you see, like, a lot of people with, um, you know, really uh, bad and negative PTSD issues is because they put things in, th- in this box and then they don't, they don't get help to figure out how to, like, um, positively or, how do I put it in a better word? How to take things out of the box in a constructive manner. Yeah, You know what I mean? And that, that you need help for that. For most well,
1: people. And, and some of those items, especially, like, military PTSD. And, and, like, if it's a, it doesn't matter if it's military or not, but, like, if it's a traumatic enough event to, to for most, you know, professionals to be able to say, like, there's probably ptsd associated with this that single event is probably too much for any of our boxes right like you can't put that in the box and have it stay there for long without needing to address it and understand it better and and work your way through it and i think over time then that thing can kind of go back in there and it becomes a thing i don't worry about every day because now it's become smaller because i've i've dealt with a lot of it but it never goes away entirely.
0: Yeah, well, it's, I mean, even when we talk about I, I even I messed up. I messed up even when I said it. Is like when we say PTSD, I don't. I think we should just drop the D off the end of that. I, somebody else, I forget who the fuck said it, but they, it was somebody smarter than me that was just like, I don't know, understand what we call Post traumatic stress disorder. It's just we call it should just be called post traumatic stress, because for most people, when they go through like a post traumatic stress issue, what they went through should not be considered a disorder because. You went through something super traumatic and the response that you have is a normal response and to call it a disorder kind of like I screw up the sound hold on sorry oh it's okay can you still hear me no you can't okay can you hear me now all right cool and to put I'm like the on. put the disorder part on the end of it it almost um degrades like the whole meaning of it It's it it when you put the disorder part on it, it's like people are supposed to be able to go through things like this and be normal. But is, the problem oh, is, is...
1: Really getting old. Sorry.
0: Oh, you got, you got it working now? I think so. So what part did you not hear me?
1: Last couple seconds. Like, it, oh, it's yeah. only been... It just, I just have to reach down and keep moving this stupid cable. at the Yeah, you find your cable.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just... I think when you put the disorder part on it, it's, it just assumes that people that go through something similar to that that they should be normal. When it's like, if you're going through something that's so traumatic like that, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't normalize it. Like, it's something that needs to be addressed. So I try to say post-traumatic stress and try to, like, lock the D off of it because, like, I'll give you an example. If you see, if you see somebody getting blown up or getting shot or, right. you know, your mom getting beat up or you getting, you know, physically abused or mentally abused, it's a normal human re- a normal human response should be some sort of stress wrapped around that event because it's not normal for that to happen when you put disorder on it it makes it seem like well your response to this event is a disorder when it's it shouldn't really be that way like nobody should go through these things mm-hmm. and your response of being stressed out about it to me that's more normal like it's it's more normal to have like a a stress event of, revolve around something that's fucked up rather than yeah. You know, somebody going through this, a similar event and being like, oh, well, nothing happened. That's normal,
3: you know?
1: So I think I think the reason for the disorder part is to say that it needs to have action, right? You have to do something in order to help resolve it. But So maybe the better word would be injury, right? So post-traumatic stress, like injury. So like right now you have an injury.
3: Yeah.
1: And you need to do rehab or right? you need to work yeah. towards rehabilitation for your injury. And at some point... You'll be able to get to the point where you're not injured anymore. That's not removing the stress. That that event still happened. It's real. It doesn't happen. Like, I've gotten to the point where my arm works right, and I can use it, and everything's fine. I'm never past this injury. It still messes with me all the time. But I'm functional, and I'm fine, and you know, I can do my pull-ups. I can do other things. But like, after doing a huge series of pull-ups like I did today, my shoulder's going to hurt for most of the day. Uh-huh. So when we poke that poke that post-traumatic stress, when something happens that reminds me of it, it's like. Yeah, I'm dealing with this, and that's not comfortable. I don't like it, but I know how to handle it. I know how to work my way through it. I know how to how I have to deal with it, which is different for everyone. This thing is still making a weird noise.
0: Yeah, I can I hear it again when you're stepping on it or something. <laughs> it's all good. Um, technical issues happen all the fucking time, especially when we're doing shit remote. Like when we're on the same building, a little bit easier. But we never met, so we'd never been in the same building before.
3: <laughs> no, never
0: That's fucking yeah. weird. But well, eventually we will. So
3: weird,
1: yeah. It may end up being uh, the other way around, because I know you're thinking maybe in November, but uh, we were also talking about heading up further that way for some kind of camping with the RV or something. We'll see.
0: Yeah, let, let me know. Um, I know I have a wedding in September. Thought I forgot to RSVP, and then somebody, the the groom messaged me. You got to RSVP? today and i was like oh fuck i forgot sorry it's supposed to be last year and then the rona happened and yeah yeah and then they put in this year but yeah
1: yeah my I'm cousin kidding. so like my cousin was supposed to get married in april april of
0: 2020 <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and so like this this is serious so like i bought i bought um mess dress right so the tuxedo version nice and I was still a Chief Monster 3 at the time.
0: Oh, uh, you're cutting out. Saying spirit Hold on. No, I was wait, already wait, selected. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Give it, give it like three seconds because you froze. She froze
1: a blow. Where was yeah. it? Where did it stop you? Think?
0: I think it was when you were talking about your dress mess and then yeah. you had a one after three at the time. So then go from there.
1: Yeah, so like I had to get the the Chief Monster 3 like shoulder boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then where where like I was gonna wear those to the wedding because I was already selected for four, which meant I also had to get the two, four <laughs> shoulder board. These things are not cheap for my mind you so like the the threes ones were um actually it wasn't even those. So th- there's also the standard cuffs and then there's the field grade officer cuffs. And so going from three to four, I was like, I need to get field grade officer cuffs. So those I went ahead and got field grade officer cuffs on because it was like a hundred dollars for the, the company grade and then like $130 for the field grade and I'm like, I'm not buying both of these when there's maybe <laughs> one that I'm going to wear these for. She's so like, no one's going to know at this wedding I'm going to that these are technically field grade officer cuffs. <laughs> so I put the correct shoulder boards on and then, yeah, then the thing never happened. Like I was going to fly back from Japan, go to her wedding, take my dogs to like people to, to watch the dogs so that we could do the movement of dogs from Japan back to here which is a pain in the butt ahead of time and then do our PCS moves and then obviously none of that worked out anywhere like we had planned it because so I think I think they went ahead and just got married um so that they and and then maybe later we'll have some ceremony
0: yeah that's anything that happened last year sucked and then we might I'm still worried that that we're gonna go into lockdown like seriously within like the next couple of weeks because we've been over 100,000 uh infections over the past um three days and it's not slowing down I, I don't see how we don't go into lockdown. I mean, we, we're pretty lucky. I'm, I'm just hoping that most of the infections are going to be people who have the vaccine breakthrough cases. I and mean, that's unfortunate, but they're probably not going to die, you know? Yeah. So that is a fortunate. Yeah. Part.
1: Just hoping that symptoms are mild. Cause we've done enough, like barely enough to like not have the, that go too bad for most people. So hopefully that works out. But if we could get, I think you talked about it a little bit last night too, that, we could get 70%, right, the 70% mark and hit that, like, pseudo herd humidity point or you herd immunity humidity. point.
3: Yeah.
1: Herd, <laughs> herd humi- humidity, that's not the right word. That's not wow. what I was going for. <laughs> then, you know, that then, then it would reduce the number of cases that are extreme and have pretty pretty bad symptoms to the point where that's totally manageable and people will be fine in the hospitals and take care of them. all have beds and, you will be able to give what they need but, God, to, to, to be a 50% or whatever the number is today, because I think it's a little bit
0: higher. But... Well, it's like just, it's right around 50% fully vaccinated. So right. it's like, man. But people just, I don't know, man. I just feel like we're living in like one of the dumbest times. <laughs> one of the dumbest times.
1: It's like the, have you seen all of the parallels to um, Idiocracy? <laughs> like, yeah, you all I, I see it every
0: day because I watch the movies fucking multiple times. <laughs> People are so dumb. Like, I'm like, how are you... You have literally the access to uh, humanity's entire knowledge base in your fucking pocket, and you're this stupid. Yep. Talking about yep. how masks are harmful. Like, how are masks harmful? When you when you get surgery done, what does the doctor do? He puts on a goddamn mask.
1: <laughs> so I, I went in and had a dental cleaning today. Um, and I'm pretty sure that regardless of coronavirus... The person, the, the technician, would cleaning my mouth out, spraying water out of my mouth everywhere. Would have been
0: wearing a mask. Yeah, it's not the, a mask is not uncommon, especially when it comes to if you go to Asia, it's super common, right? Yep. People wear masks all the time. Hair. It's not an issue because they, they they are more um, they're more aware of germs than Americans are. And I think this goes back. I, th- I think I talked about it before, but it goes back to like the European times of like when the the pilgrims came to America and brought a bunch of germs they were just like fuck it <laughs> you know they didn't care about spreading germs and they were like way less cleanly than the natives here and even the people in Africa there was like multiple books written of like accounts of um natives in certain countries being like why are these people washing their hands after, you know before eating like what are they doing and it's just like that's gross and it was just like totally normal like I don't know why people don't think that they're being totally disgusting <laughs> but like, possibly carrying a deadly disease, not wearing a mask, and then also not getting the uh, the vaccine for the uh, for that same disease. But also, they're confused. They're like, "Well, if you're sending it to vaccine, then how are the vaccinated getting sick?" It's like it's two points for right? anybody that doesn't seem to understand this. It's two points. First of all, the vac- the vaccines are not one hundred percent effective. That's the major point. Second of all, the way that they're giving you the vaccine, it's giving literally your immune system the instructions to defeat, to defeat the virus. It doesn't make you immune to the virus at all. What it does is if you get the virus, your body already knows this is how you beat it. Like you take the, the spike protein, this is how you beat that spike protein. But you're still going to get it. But you know, your body knows what to do with it. So, and people are just, they don't seem to get it. They'll bring up some and argument. Maybe bring up fucking Jewish space lasers or something like that. I don't know. They're just being so ridiculous about every single small thing to just not wear a mask or get a, a vaccine so I'm like, has the vaccine killed six hundred thousand people? No
3: no
0: so i mean what how many how yeah. many people have died from the vaccine it's as far as I know, the highest estimate is maybe sixteen hundred maybe sixteen hundred
1: yeah. I was still thinking, like, only in the hundreds. So like, haven't even broken into the thousands yet? From no, Look, it depends on probably who you're rating.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that's the highest estimate that, I, that I've possibly seen, is maybe... And there's been, what, I think it's like 200,000 people? No, maybe like 150,000 people have gotten the vaccine. Yeah, at this point. It should be a little bit more than that. It's so ridiculous. This basic number should be enough, but it's not. So, I'm actually on my, my COVID vaccine card right in front of me. Because I had to input it into my um, insurance company the other day. I had to take pictures of it.
1: Shows there. What, what
0: did you say? I had to take pictures of my COVID vaccine card to show that I was vaccinated. Mm. And I don't have a problem with it.
1: No, I have to... I do need to find it. Because, like, I, I got mine, but I'm like,
3: I didn't keep track of that card very well.
0: I, I kept track of it because I knew... I knew it was probably going to happen. I knew that there's probably going people that I knew that are stupid as fuck that were not going not to get the vaccine and they were going to just like, oh, well, I'm vaccinated, I'll just go wherever the fuck I want. But you're going to yeah. force people, you're going to force the heavy hand of the government to make you show your vaccination. And that's what, it's good. It, it has to, we can't have it both ways. Like, you can't be like, hey, you know, you can take the mask off but then also not be not vaccinated because that we're we're seeing the, the issue with that now. Like you need to show that you, you're going to be okay.
1: Yeah, and I think I think what I did was one of those things that we all do, where I was like, I'm going to put this right here, and I'll never lose it. I put it right here. And then like,
0: But you put it, <laughs> you didn't put it right here. You put it right there. That's the problem.
1: You um, uh, <laughs> see? Thankless.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, so, that can, Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to re- bring it back to the Olympics. Yep. With the coronavirus. So, um, like I said in the beginning, I, w- I would have been fine if they would have pushed back the the Olympics for another year. Because we're in the middle of another spike. Um, with Japan, they are seeing a huge increase in coronavirus infec- infections because there are people... From other places that are not vaccinated, coming into the country, they're doing the best that they possibly can to mitigate um, the issue. But it's like they should have just said, "Hey, listen, like if you're gonna come to this country, you need to be vaccinated." Because Japan, their um, their population is older, generally speaking. um, they're they're almost missing a whole generation of people <laughs> because of uh just working too fucking hard, and it, that's a whole other issue. But I'd have been fine with them, be like saying, "Hey, if you're going to come to Japan and compete in the Olympics, you getting the shot. If you're not, if you don't want to get it, then you're not competing." To protect, to protect our citizens. Yeah.
1: yeah, in order to continue to have it this year, because one thing would be potentially if, like you talked about, like you'd be fine with delaying it another year. That's another year they have to keep those facilities functional, like keep them up and running, make sure that they don't go bad. So, like that's more cost. There probably it's got to be some part of the math too to it to, to be like we can't afford to just. Keep holding onto these facilities and keeping them up and running for another year. That's why they all run down afterwards because they keep them up and running for the Olympics and then they shut them down. Everybody walks away, and it's that's an expense that's no longer like a continuing expense at least. So to say like just hold on to those for another year, they're probably like, nah, we're not doing that. Like we're just going to go ahead and host it uh, and have to balance out the the costs. And unfortunately, that balancing act is going to be lives.
0: Yeah, people in Japan are definitely 100% going to die. At least some people are going to die from the coronavirus, from foreigners coming to their country unvaccinated. Like that that fucking clown, I forget his name, but there's some guy that is from America is an anti-vaxxer and then he's taking off his mask when he's not supposed to in Japan. I'm like, listen, if I was the Japanese um, authority, I'd just kick him out of the country. I'd, you know, just kick him out. If, if, if he's going around not wearing his mask the way, he, or, you know, and he has access to the vaccine, just kick him out. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. If he wants to play his clownish games, kick him out of your country. And I have no problem with that. The same way that, you know, if somebody is not uh, abiding to the rules of my house in my house, then you get the fuck out. Like, imagine going to somebody's house in Japan and wearing your shoes in, wearing your shoes in their house. Like, yeah, you don't know wear your shoes in the house. Yeah, it's, it's a no-no.
1: <laughs> we take our shoes off when we come in the house. We spend so many years in Japan. That's, like, yeah. that's just the thing you do. So it's so funny, too, because if you talk to a Japanese person about it, they're like, so you wear the same shoes that you wear outside, in the dirt, like on the street, walking around in everything else that's on the sidewalk, inside your house, instead of just taking them off and switching to inside the house shoes.
0: That's a, you know yeah. that's a so. You didn't walk you know, around
1: barefoot.
0: Yeah, I uh... <laughs> I understand like the whole. I wear shoes in my house, probably some of all the time. Not all the time, a lot. I understand like the whole germ argument. Totally get it. I just need mm-hmm. to buy some fucking house shoes. Yeah. I have some flip flops.
3: Yeah,
0: and the weird thing is, like, cause, you know, I do jiu-jitsu, and I have like mats. So the the mat that's like right there that's kind of dirty because of the chalk thing that we mm-hmm. talked about on the pre show. Um, if somebody has shoes on those mats like there's a there's an issue like we might get into a fight <laughs> like cause it's for the exact same reason like you don't wear shoes on those mats because I'm on those mats like my whole body like yeah. it's on the mat sweat and, yeah sweat and like picking up all these face
1: tabs. eyeball contact and you're like oh this is shoes
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and so like if you go like a a, a a jiu-jitsu gym or even like a well it's mainly jiu-jitsu jitsu gyms I it guess but friend. If you go to, like, the bathroom, and then you come with your shoes on, and then you step on the mats, like, that might literally get your ass kicked. Like, seriously. Like, somebody will, will literally stop you, like, what the fuck? I watched you go into the bathroom with your shoes on, and now you're on these mats? Get the fuck out. <laughs> and that's that's not unreasonable.
1: So the, the anti-vax, uh, it was a... American swimmer, I was probably gonna try it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Is an American swimmer named Michael Andrew? Yeah. Okay.
0: So are yeah. They, uh, have,
1: they, have
0: they kicked him out of the didn't country? Wear really?
1: mask, didn't take his
2: vaccine. Oh, it's, okay.
0: it's almost like a slap in the face of like the rest of the world because there's people around the world that are like begging for the vaccine, and people in America we have mass access to it, and some of the guys are just like, no, nah, I'm not gonna get it. You know, I'm gonna travel not vaccinated, come to your country, not even care.
1: Yeah. So according to this article, his argument is that he actually had COVID. He got sick from it. So he'll have the antibodies already anyways, and that taking the vaccine would affect his ability, his training schedule, because you do get side effects when you take the vaccine, and that those side effects affecting his training schedule would mean that he wouldn't be able to compete at the same level, and that those two things – are enough to make it not worth the risk to take it.
0: he could have got it way before his training like there was a he could have got it back in like March So I'm sure
1: he was training even then yeah still so. just
0: take the hit you know how come only this one single athlete who if he did he even medal uh,
1: I don't know I'll uh, look right now
0: I don't think he did anyway um, there's a bunch of other athletes that are training at a, at a high level as well that got the vaccine you can work around mm-hmm. shit like that.
1: You can make it way, like make, make that work. your rest day and move on. Yeah. You'd be, you... it, it only no, took, it took me one, one, day one day to recover.
0: Same, same with me. Like, oh. I it wasn't even like I didn't even take a fucking rest day. I was still on the fucking bike. I I I have ridden my peloton bike every single goddamn day for the for more than a year. You know, I didn't I stop. Will,
2: I will say I think
1: I think I did work out earlier in the day. Then it kind of hit me later, and I was like crashed for the day. And then I was able to work out the next day, but. It was just, like, from noon-ish, I got home at, like, 1, because I left work early. I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. And I just fell asleep on the couch, and I slept until the next day. Like, I went to sleep on the couch. got woke up by Cindy, like, we can go to bed now. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I went to bed. And I just had been asleep from then and then I was fine. It's just, that's kind of how sickness, when it's that level, like, when it's uncomfortable, um, that I I just kind of crashed with the body yeah. rests and figures yeah. out what to do, and I'm
0: good. Yeah. I think there's, there's definitely ways that, that he could have, he could have done it like to get around it. Cause there's obviously you have scheduled rest days. You don't, you don't go hard as yeah. fuck every single day. You don't No Athlete does. I, people can try, but then you're not going to be at the highest levels. So you're just, you're not.
1: He did. He's a gold medal winner.
0: Is he a gold medal winner? But, I'm still gonna say, so, fuck that dude.
1: I think you could manage. <laughs> yeah. To do that. But yeah, I, I'm not an Olympic swimmer. I do swim pretty darn good, but not Olympic quality, probably.
0: I, yeah. I swim okay. <laughs> we
1: were swimming today in camis. So.
0: <laughs> well, especially like the, the main thing for me is like him taking his his mask off, like when he wasn't supposed to. It's just like, all right, man, come on. Like, for real? Why? I, I, I don't get I mean,
3: that.
1: You're obviously not going to swim with it. And, like, yeah. obviously take it off once I'm in the pool. And, like, not in the pool, but, like, I've staged my gear. I'm about to get into the pool, mask off. Like, But, yeah, that's something about it. So today's, today's like, pool workout of the day was, it's, like, swim 100 meters, and then do 10 air squats, 5 burpees, swim 100 meters, 10 air squats, 5 burpees, swim 100 meters, do that 5 times. Wow. That was after a regular hit workout outside at the gym, so all in boots and you so i like, <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm freaking floored. So.
0: Yeah, hit, hits are bad, and on top of all that, yeah, I did a like a 15 minute Tabata workout on the bike today. That's and then I shoveled a bunch of fucking rocks and dirt and shit. So you did do the rocks, yeah. Yeah, but the the the, the Tabata thing is just like I always, I always kind of forget like it's funny because like when when you're actually wearing like a heart monitor. And you see, like, the accumulation of, like, your work on your heart. Because it's like, yeah, it goes up and down, but then if it, it eventually keeps going, like... Hold on, here we go. It goes, like, up, down, up, down, up, down, up. And it keeps going, like, up and up and up and up and up. Like, it goes down, but it keeps going, you know, higher and higher. It's like, shit, shit accumulates. I usually don't do, like, 50-minute rides. But I, I looked at my body battery, battery today, and I knew I was already sitting at, like... I think it was, like... or something like that. I'm like, all right, probably don't try to kill yourself for a long period of time today. So, so I did that, but yeah, Tabata and hit. Um, so, so the difference between if anybody's like listening, doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. So hit (laughs) is when you're doing like a high intensity, uh, interval training. And so usually you'll do like something really hard and then get like a, a break, you know, like it's usually around the same equivalent of like the amount of work that you did depending on, like, what you're doing. Yeah. But, but with Tabata, it's specifically you're working more than you're braking for. So for me today, I was doing 10-second uh, intervals, not as hard as I can go, but pretty fucking hard, and then a 10-second rest. And then that's like, so going, So can you imagine riding a bike. So imagine riding a bike at 26 miles per hour. How, like, how long can you do that for, like, most people? It's probably not that long, right?
3: No, not very so, long. unless yeah. you're
0: downhill. Yeah, unless you're downhill. But yeah. Um, so I was like doing like you know, my interval was like 26 miles per hour, and then I would slow down to like maybe 18 miles per hour for 10 seconds, and then spike it back up 26 miles per hour, back down to 18 miles, then spike it up. To, yeah. So and the the work was always more than the rest. So it's it gets kind of brutal.
1: Yeah, you can to leave that for so long. Yeah. The the hit was 400 meter run. And then 30 pull-ups, 30 push-ups, 30 sit-ups, and then 400-meter run. And then 25 pull-ups, 25 push-ups, 25 crunches, 400-meter run. 15 pull-ups, 15 crunches, 15, to the, uh, 15 push-ups, 400-meter run, and you're done. You only have 20 minutes. So none of us finished.
0: Oh, but, <laughs> wow, yeah.
1: So you you do as much of that as you can. Enrique was close, and and I was still on like the bottom end of the 25s. Wait.
0: I couldn't. Is that yeah. hit or is that um, what was the other one? There's another word for that. Uh, it's like as many as possible. What is that shit called?
1: Oh, AMRAP, but that's yeah. so still a hit. Yeah. So that's not an AMRAP. That's um, it's a it's a gam or something. He, he had a term for I don't know. I don't CrossFit. Let's I, I go do <laughs> hard workouts. Yeah. Uh, like, i don't know all the terms half the time he says something I'm like i don't know what that means you have to explain it <laughs> you just do it so yeah <laughs> that's go push stuff around and run places and do hard work i don't mind but he's he's really good at it so it's easy to have when you have someone like that it's easy to go get a good workout and be like just tell me what to do I don't, <laughs> <I don't know.
0: laughs> yeah that is that is good but yeah, yeah there's like so many different ways to train right Cycles back to the Olympics. like knowing like all these different ways to train and like how far you can push your body and you know do all these things. That that's all through like technology because like people had no idea yeah. before. Like how how far can you push your body? You know you might think you're tired, but you might not be tired. You yeah. know because this is not your... so much.
1: You can't put more in, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so when you have things where it's like literally showing you like there's sometimes where I'll, like so today like I was on doing my ride. I did like my first Tabata. And I was doing, like, maybe, like, 50% resistance, and I was just like, you know what? Like, I didn't feel like doing it, but I was like, let's just push it a little bit more. Just a couple percentages more. You know, just like, obviously, I, I'm not feeling it, but I'm just going to push it and my body. Like, at my heart rate, I'm like, I can push harder. You know what I mean? Like, stop being a bitch. You can push harder. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I usually track heart rate while I'm running. That's kind of one of, my, one of my main focuses, so I try to stay right at a fat burn heart rate. And there'll be moments where, exactly like that, I'm, like, climbing some hill and, or moving somewhere, and, like, there's a little bit of incline, I'm like, god, this sucks. Like, I could just tell that, like, I feel like this is the most I could possibly do. Yeah.
3: And then
1: I'm, like, look at my watch, check my heart rate, it's like, yeah. 134. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, like, push a little bit harder, and then finish cresting that hill, and then work my way towards the downhill. check, and like, okay, yeah, I put a little more work in that. Appreciate that. But, yeah, it's, like, you don't realize it sometimes. It feels like you're working so hard, and your body and your mind aren't in sync with each other. So. Yeah. Did you ever, um, is there any event, and this can be, I guess, our closing out, is there any event, like, you think, if you had started early enough or knew more about it, like, you would have liked to do, and it would have been a Summer Olympics event? Now that you know, kind of, like, how how we were as far as fitness and athletes. Oh, like,
0: that, that I would have competed in?
1: Yeah, like, if you had started, say, like, most of these people who were competing at this level started when they were kids. Yeah. So if you had known, like, this is a thing that I would have loved to do back then and could have gotten started in it, like, young, what event would that be? Like, what would be something cool with the Olympics you would want to do? Well,
0: well I wanted to be a sprinter when I was uh, when I was young. So I ran a 4 mm-hmm. four forty 40-yard dash with no training. I broke the school record. I broke my, my brother's record in, in, a, in high school. And But I was, like, so I had, like, no motivation. So I saw, like, the look in people's eyes when they saw me, like, doing athletic things, like, the with, like, coaches, and they, like, wanted me to do, like, things, and I, I just didn't like the, the pressure that it put on me. That's actually one of the reasons why I joined the Marine Corps is because I probably could have just, like... Every year I got asked to go to play uh, football. I'm like, no. um, I did track for a little bit, but I, I didn't like really training because I didn't like the, the pressure of people wanted me to do these things for them and like just to like entertain them. And I just, I I didn't, I I wasn't feeling it, but I was definitely like, I was a good athlete. I just didn't want to do it for somebody else. But yeah, I definitely could have been a highly competitive uh, sprinter because I was, I was pretty fast. And like, even for like certain distances, I was like pretty fast too. Like I used to run, um, when I was like a really young kid, I, I ran a 530 mile. So, and I definitely, with no training, I could have definitely improved upon, like, all that shit. But I just, I didn't like that, that pressure of, like, somebody just wanted to use my body. It's just, like, it didn't feel right to me, man. <laughs> so, yeah. what about you? In our
1: world, or want someone to use our body.
0: Yeah, in a whole different way.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, like, I think for me, um, so, when I did track, and... Which most most of the events for those who don't do U.S. track, like because I don't know if other countries do their like high school level sports the same way, so track would like cover as much as it does in the U.S., which is kind of weird. Um, like I was all over the place, but I still feel like going back. A couple of the jumping events and a couple of the throwing events, I really enjoyed the most. I really liked javelin. Like I threw the javelin in, in high school and I loved the shit out of that. Like just the like there's a certain amount of form and like, finesse, and like, but still power, like, there's still strength there, like, you have to be strong, but you also have to hit the, hit the, like, the run, and the steps, and the, like, the form to it all, so I was like, I felt like, unlike Discus, and Hammer Throw, and a couple of the others, where it's like, you can kind of get away with just being strong at some of those, and like, there's very little more form to it you need to learn. Javelin, like, I kind of felt like, out because I, I did all of them, um, and it really felt like Javelin, I was like, this is, is actually a lot more about being very specific and like practicing and getting your form just right to to it. And that's the same way uh, I did long jump and high jump also. I'm short, so I mean, high jump didn't last that long.
3: <laughs> but I got long
1: jump pretty far cuz then that kind of came to actually like just still continuing that explosive forward movement which came came into play when I was I was running 110s, hurdles, I was running 110, so I was kind of doing sprinting stuff too. But then I felt like Kind of translated that over the second year towards the other events that weren't just running because i don't know, probably just because I was like that sounds fun.
3: Yeah.
1: It, oh, you kind of are in high school, right? Um, and and turned that into like if I run really fast and then explode, I can jump far. So then, and then with the javelin, same deal. If you have a good sprint and then get the form piece, you can throw farther, so it was combining kind of the two things, and making it more interesting to me,
0: yeah.
1: I could see doing either one of those, still. maybe long jump, or, or if I was doing javelin, that'd be, that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. Just, I mean, getting in, in the Olympics for anything, would be dope. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, to, to know that you're competing, on this like global level, like how cool is it?
0: And also if you're young and single, you can fuck a lot of people. I'm just saying, nobody <laughs> talks about it, but uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of sex going on. Normally for the Olympics, <laughs> there's a lot of sex going on.
1: Well, you say no one's we'll talking about it. Let me see if there's any articles. Actually, I'm not going to Google search
0: for that. There, well, no, there is because they're they, were, they were complaining about the beds. They were saying that they were um, there were beds that would discourage sex. That's what people thought. But I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, if you really want to do it, you just do it on the floor. Like, what? <laughs> like, you don't need a bed because apparently they're using like cardboard beds, and it was just like, like just like the actual bed frame was like cardboard. But like they had a mattress, and it's like you don't need to have like. If you need a specific area to have sex on, in that place only, you didn't want to have sex enough. I'm just saying, it's my own personal opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: and, and like I've slept in a lot of Japanese hotels. Their mattresses are pretty freaking firm, so it's kind of hard. Like so, I could see it being a discouragement. But uh, it's not you
0: know, when, yeah, when, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, if you're if you're horny enough, just saying. <laughs> let's get it done
1: the wall looks good the counter seems good the, yeah. the, the table looks alright the desk would yeah. definitely work
0: you'll it, be alright
1: yeah you'll be fine you figure it out alright um, I think that that wraps it
0: up yeah I think that was a good topic um, I think the main takeaway use the Olympics to be more altruistic help you yeah there's
1: a big yeah there's a big opportunity there right and I think that those organizations are going to be resistant to it for a bunch of reasons. Like it's just being changed because people are resistant to change, but, um, someone's going to see that as a potential loss of revenue and be hesitant to do so.
0: That's, that's the unfortunate part of, uh, we talk about loss of revenue. It's usually loss of profit. Right. And that's the whole issue with like capitalism. That's the problem. Like, I think we need a capitalism 2.0 and part of it needs to be just, Better with like helping people and not just helping a small subsection of people yeah. like gain their wealth like just spread that shit around a little bit I'm not saying let's be communists and let's be socialist no I'm not going anywhere near that far but we could definitely do a whole lot more to end poverty in the world we could do it right now pretty easily if we just shared some of the profits because the profits are uh literally uh wage theft so just spread it around
3: yeah. Appreciate
0: you hanging out and talking. To you. Yeah. Thanks again, man.
3: Have a good night. Yeah. Bye. you. Bye. Okay. Uh, what, what were, you were you talking about? about like I walked in and you were talking. I was, I
0: was just, I was just bullshitting. Cause I figured this is like the Patreon stuff, right? So I might as well talk about something. Mm.
1: We, we <laughs> can cut that or just like, uh, I don't know. If yeah. <laughs> they'll <laughs> see <laughs> that we got to be real. I'm so like, I got a back.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so I am, I don't know, I know it's supposed to be my topic, but I've, like, flip-flopped a few times, I had an idea, and then now I'm, like, I'm also exhausted today. So I want to try to pick one that's going to be, like, energizing, too, like, sometimes I think of these and it's, like, it feels like, um, hmm, sorry, I was trying to find where I
0: had, uh, some energy. So I'm kind of I'm kind of tired too my my body battery is sitting at 25%. So Yeah. <laughs>